Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, March the 22nd, and oh my gosh, one year ago today, it's been a whole year since the state of emergency was first declared here in the province of Nova Scotia. Ever since, we've been dealing with this pandemic and the border issues, restrictions, and rules that have been a true hardship for the people in Cumberland North. Yes, it has been a whole year, but we do see a light at the end of the tunnel. People are getting vaccinated, albeit slowly. In fact, we are the slowest to get vaccinated, not only in the country, but in the world. But we are getting vaccinated. Our numbers are low here in Nova Scotia, extremely low, and our neighbors are doing well too. So on that note, I'm happy to provide you with my weekly constituency update and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North continues to be serving the people of Cumberland North, to build unity and trust, to influence legislation and public policy for the greater good for the people of Cumberland North and all of Nova Scotia, to educate and build capacity, promoting our people and our area, building a world-class healthcare system and improving our population health. That is my mission. That is my purpose that I choose to uh, achieve each and every day of the week. Last week in politics was March break and therefore the legislature was closed. Even though it had just opened the week before for the first time in one year, the legislature was closed last week and is scheduled to reopen this week, tomorrow on Tuesday. So therefore I worked from home in Cumberland North and completed constituency work, including supporting families in mental health crisis. And again, this is related to a severe lack of psychiatrists, both in Cumberland County, but really all of Nova Scotia. And we're seeing families suffer because they're not getting assessed by specialists in the field of mental health. If you have a broken leg, you see a specialist with bones. That's an orthopedic surgeon. If you have a heart attack, you see a specialist for heart and that is an internal medicine cardiologist. If you have a mental illness, you should have access to a specialist in mental health, and that's a psychiatrist. And right now, we do not have that here in Cumberland County. We have very, very limited access to psychiatrists. People are waiting up to two years to see a psychiatrist, and some families have been in crisis for five years and still have not seen a psychiatrist here in Nova Scotia. It's unbelievable. I'll continue to work on pushing this government to recruit more psychiatrists here to Nova Scotia. Last week, I also spent a lot of time on bill number four. Bill number four is before the legislature right now. It's between second reading and committee of the whole. And it is a government bill. So it's a bill that the liberals have put forward. It's called the Biodiversity Act. And this bill was first put forth two years ago and was pulled from the legislature before it uh, went through all the readings because it was extremely controversial at the time. And government was told that more consultation needed to happen with private landowners. And although some consultation did happen, not enough happened. And we're trying to make sure that people read this bill, that the public are aware of this bill, and the contents. Biodiversity is extremely important. It's the biological diversity of our water, our air, our land, and everything we do as humans affects the health of the biodiversity here in Nova Scotia. 
Bill number four gives government the ability to take over private land in the event that they, the government, determine that a biodiversity emergency has occurred. The challenge with the bill is it sounds great. It has a beautiful title about biodiversity and conserving and, and ensuring that we have a sustainable future here. But the bill is extremely vague and it does not clearly articulate, does not clearly define what a violation of biodiversity would look like. It says that this will be determined in regulations. Well, regulations do not come before the legislature. Regulations do not give you the, the ability to talk to your MLA and have your voice heard in the Nova Scotia legislature. They're not voted on. So I am very concerned for all of the private landowners in Cumberland North and throughout the province because I believe this bill, although it sounds good in title, the contents are very dangerous. The, the fact is the government does not have a good track record of biodiversity. Some of the decisions that government have made over the years have actually caused more damage and more harm to our land through crown land here in our province than anything that a private landowner has ever done. So to give government carte blanche, to give them such control over private land here in the province of Nova Scotia, I believe is dangerous and I do not believe, I believe is a violation of rights. So what you can do is let me know how you think, how you feel about this bill. You also can speak at Law Amendments Committee. Law Amendments Committee is open to the public and it gives the opportunity for the public to come before the legislature and share their opinion on any bill that's, that's going between second reading and committee of the whole. The date for Law Amendments Committee for the Biodiversity Act has not yet been shared, but once it is, I will be certainly uh, providing this information on my Facebook page and encourage anyone who wishes to speak out um, for or against this bill, ensure that you have your voice heard. And we're not sure if it's going to be over Zoom, if it's going to be in person at the legislature, or if it will be only email submissions. So once we have that information, we'll be sure to share it with you. Last week, I continued to address the concerns and confusion around the New Brunswick-Nova Scotia border. Many of you would have heard that the Premier, our new Premier Rankin, as well as Dr. Strang made an announcement on Friday, lifting the Nova Scotia border restrictions from New Brunswickers. So what this means is anyone from New Brunswick can now cross the Nova Scotia border. There will be no longer a requirement for two weeks of self-isolation or quarantine for any New Brunswicker coming into Nova Scotia. The Premier made this decision under the advisement of Dr. Strang because the number of active cases of COVID-19 in our neighboring province of New Brunswick have dramatically decreased and have been quite low now for a significant period of time. However, there is a lot of confusion and that is, even though it's been a whole year, the border continues to confuse people because our maritime provinces have not worked together. So Nova Scotia has separate border rules and restrictions than New Brunswick. And as of, this, as of this morning, Monday, New Brunswick still has not reduced or changed the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick 
border rules and restrictions. So if you want to travel into New Brunswick, if you're a Nova Scotia resident and you want to travel into New Brunswick, you still have to pre-register online. You still have to receive approval before you go into the province or potentially get fined of $1,000. And in order to get approval, you need to meet one of their exemptions, which are school, work, medical appointment, or child custody. So it's very frustrating for myself uh, and for many here in our province because our COVID numbers are extremely low. There does not appear to be justification for the current New Brunswick-Nova Scotia border restrictions. So I will continue on my journey of calling upon all maritime premiers to work together to develop one pandemic strategy for the maritime region. It's been a year. We know what works. We know what doesn't. Let's put all of our best practices together, unified as one maritime region, and provide a strategy for this pandemic that will benefit all of the people that live and work in our maritime region. If you live in New Brunswick, I would encourage you to reach out to your premier, reach out to your medical officer of health, and remind them of the low COVID numbers here in Nova Scotia, and request a change to the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border restrictions. If the numbers continue to be high in other neighboring provinces like Quebec or the neighboring U.S. border with Maine, they can continue to have those border restrictions. But the border restrictions between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick are no longer justified based on the data, based on our COVID numbers. So I encourage you, if you want to see the borders open, to reach out to your premier in New Brunswick and let him know your wishes. Another very important topic that I worked on last week is a cancer care center, which myself and several others want to see right here in Cumberland. We are, once again, the only regional hospital that does not provide administration of chemotherapy for people who are undergoing cancer treatments. All of our people, with very few exceptions, have to travel to Moncton or to Halifax to receive their chemo treatments. And certainly through this pandemic, we have learned that we cannot be so reliant on others. We need to make sure that we have services right here in Amherst, right here in Cumberland North and in Cumberland County for the people that we serve. So we're working on a vision for a cancer care center at the Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center. I've mentioned in other weeks that we have been approved for a renovation of our emergency department. As well, we'll be receiving a new dialysis unit. So planning for a cancer care center is very timely and we wanna make sure that all of the planning is done at the same time. The vision that I have in, in collaboration with, with others in our community is to have an early detection screening unit. This will provide access to early detection and we know that with cancer, when it's detected early, it's often curable. Our vision for the cancer center also would be virtual appointments with oncologists so that people would no longer have to travel for every appointment to see their oncologist, whether it's in Halifax or Moncton. And we would like there to be a systemic treatment area where people can receive their chemotherapy right here in their own community. So 
There will be more news about that in weeks and months to come. This week in politics, today I'm actually attending virtually, of course, the Commonwealth Parliamentary Forum on Climate Change. It is held, it's based out of the United Kingdom and is going to be held over the next three days and I'll be attending all of the sessions that my schedule will be will permit me to. I look forward to connecting with those around the world on this important topic, which is on the minds of many, especially our millennials. Today, I'm also presenting a strategic plan for Cumberland North to the Rotary Club of Amherst. I'm working from Halifax all this week as I'll be in the legislature for some of the sessions this week and looking forward to tabling a bill for Cumberland North and also doing my speech in reply to the throne speech. Pandemic update, vaccines. Well, vaccine, although I didn't mention it earlier, was a huge focus of our week last, last week here at the office. Last week was a rough week for people over the age of 80 who were trying to book an appointment to receive their COVID-19 vaccine. I received numerous calls, emails, and people came into my office very angry, very upset and frustrated that they could not get through on phone lines and the website was down. They were unable to book their COVID-19 vaccine. I did send a letter to our Minister of Health. I asked for more appointments for those living here in Cumberland County. I asked for them to just give us the vaccine up here and let us create our own clinics and let us provide them. Although they did not do that, they did open up more appointments for our people. And as of today, people can call once again and and more appointments are being made available. The vaccine is being administered at the Amherst PharmaSave, as well as Amherst Medical Associates, which is a clinic inside the Amherst PharmaSave. So please continue to call that number Book online as well through the website. If you need any help, call my staff at my office, 902-661-2288. If you're listening and you know of anyone in our community that is 80 years or older, please reach out to them and ask them if you can help them to book their COVID-19 vaccine. Many people do not have computers or do not have access to the internet and the appointment definitely is, is easier to book online, but many people just don't have access to that. I was given reassurance that there will be adequate enough appointments now for everyone over the age of 80 to get their appointments booked this week. Now everyone over the age of 80 can book their vaccine regardless of what date, uh, what month that they were born in. Of course, the AstraZeneca vaccine has also been made available for persons between the age of 60 and 65, and you can also call the phone number or book online for the AstraZeneca vaccine for people in that age group as well. Our party is putting pressure on the government to ramp up this vaccine administration. Nova Scotia does have one of the lowest rates of vaccine administration in the country, and of course, Canada as a country has one of the lowest vaccine administration rates in the world. So we are falling behind and we are asking our government to do better and to make this vaccine available to more and quickly. As of Monday morning, Nova Scotia has 21 active cases of COVID-19 and no persons in hospital, including ICU. As of Monday morning, New Brunswick has 49 cases, active cases of COVID-19 with two persons in hospital and no one in ICU. Let's continue to be vigilant We do have incredibly low COVID-19 numbers here in Nova Scotia, as well as PEI and New Brunswick. We all have very much uh, to be thankful for, especially when we see what is happening around the world. 
But let's not take it for granted. Many places are going through their third wave. We don't want that here. So let's continue to be cautious. Let's continue as we go about our daily lives to do good hand washing, whether it's with good old fashioned soap and water or using hand sanitizer whenever you come in contact with something that possibly someone else has touched, as well as masking out in public and keeping your physical distance from anyone else, staying home when you're sick, and if you have any COVID-19 symptoms, to get tested. And you can do that right here in Cumberland County at our Amherst Clinic, which is open seven days a week. You can book a test for COVID-19 online, or you can call 811 to book. I'd like to send birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone who's celebrating this week, including today on Monday, Nicole Wilson and Dr. Julio Bobadilla. On Tuesday, Marianne Cameron, Dr. Gerard McDonald, one of our ENT surgeons, as well as Elaine Skidmore and my sister, Kim Gould, celebrating a birthday on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Mitch Maltby, and Mitch is living mostly in Halifax, but his family, of course, Kathy and Steve Maltby are his parents, and his brother Chris has has the dry cleaners there and the sports store. Uh, So wishing Mitch Maltby a very special birthday on Wednesday, as well as Emerson Chase celebrates on Wednesday. On Thursday, Jason Forbes and Elaine Fage celebrates. On Friday, Charles Wayne Purdy, our oyster farmer from Malagash, as well as Brian Farrow celebrate birthdays on Friday. And I have two more sisters born on the same day and celebrate a birthday on Friday. My dear sister, Cheryl Hammer, who lives all the way in Los Angeles, California. So we definitely won't be seeing her, but uh, we miss her terribly with this pandemic. This is the longest that our family has gone without seeing her. So happy birthday to my sister Cheryl in California, as well as my sister Melissa Mills, who lives right here in Cumberland North. So wishing you all a happy birthday on Friday. And on Saturday, Mr. Al Gillis, former warden of the County of Cumberland, and Howard Ferdinand are celebrating birthdays on Saturday. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone that has lost a loved one at this time. And sending my condolences to the family of Paul Douglas McDougall, Stanley Hibbert McCormick, Sylvia Jean McDonald, Peter White, as well as Heather Mary Wilkes. Thinking of all of the family and friends of these individuals. I would like to say thank you to CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with the weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. In our communities, when someone is suffering, we're all affected. We are all touched. In the community of Tidnish, we have a family that has been through a challenging year due to a medical diagnosis. The community of Tidnish has stepped up to help Teresa Irving and her partner, Steve Logia. If you want to help, please contact Tanya Tuttlecomo and visit the online auction that Tanya has set up on Facebook. You can bid on donated items through this online auction, or you can also donate items to the auction for this family. I really appreciate it. The fundraiser is as much about community providing emotional and social support as it is financial support. Together, we can always, always accomplish more. We all have the ability to make an impact, one person at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time. 
I hope you all have a great week. It's a privilege to serve the community of Cumberland North. I look forward to the legislature being back in session and being your voice for the province of Nova Scotia. Take care of yourself and take care of others. Have a great week.